Good morning. Welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church, and we are in Genesis chapter 14. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word as we are beginning to explore it in Genesis and in Matthew and Psalms and Proverbs. We thank you that your word is so rich and so full. It is just a treasure of so much truth and goodness and beauty and wisdom and insight into who you are and who we are and what you call us to be in this world. We pray that you would help us to grow in your word today. Write your word on our hearts by your Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Genesis chapter 14 in the ESV. In the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of Goyim, these kings made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemeber, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. And all these joined forces in the valley of Siddim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they had served Chedorlaomer, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him came and defeated the Rephaim in Ashtaroth Karnaim, the Zuzim in Ham, the Emim in Shavab Kiriathim, and the Horites in the hill country of Seir, as far as El Paran on the border of the wilderness. Then they turned back and came to En-Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and defeated all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites who were dwelling in Hazazon Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out, and they joined battle in the valley of Siddim with Chedorlaomer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goyim, Amraphel, king of Shinar and Arioch, king of Elasser, four kings against five. Now in the valley, now the valley of Siddim was full of bitumen pits. These are tar pits. And as the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some fell into them, and the rest fled to the hill country. So the enemy took all the possessions of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, the son of Abram's brother, who was dwelling in Sodom and his possessions and went their way. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram the Hebrew, who was living by the oaks of Mamre, the Amorite, the brother of Eshcol and of Aner. These were allies of Abram. When Abram heard that his kinsmen had been taken, he led forth his trained men, born in his house, 318 of them, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. And he divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them, and pursued them to Hobah, north of Damascus. Then he brought back all the possessions and also brought back his kinsman, Lot, with his possessions, and the women, and the people. After his return, 
from the defeat of Cheddar Laomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shava, that is the king's valley, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And Abram gave him a tenth of everything. And the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons, but take the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted my hand to the Lord, God most high, possessor of heaven and earth, that I would not take a thread or a sandal strap or anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing but what the young men have eaten and also the share of the men that went with me. Let Aner, Eshcol, and Mamre take their share. That's Genesis 14. So we have at the beginning another one of these, all these lists of these difficult names that I sometimes trip over in reading. Um, all these kings. And you might be wondering, like, where's Abram and Lot? I thought we were just reading about Abram and Lot. And here we are in chapter 14, and we're getting all these kings I never heard of from these places I never heard of. And they're in some valley, and I kind of recognize that some of these are from Sodom and Gomorrah, and I know that's where Lot ended up. He pitched his tent as far as Sodom. And what in the world is going on? Well, regional conflict, right? Chedorlaomer was a, was a great king in the area, and he ruled over lots of people. Chedorlaomer was the king of Elam, which was a, a larger regional area. Um, and so he, he held all these other kings in, in subjugation. And he had allies, right? So you have allies, you have enemies. Uh, greater kings will hold lesser kings in vassal status and demand tribute from them. And the lesser kings were the kings of the valley of Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns. And they decided they'd have enough. After, you know, 12 years of serving Chedorlaomer, 13th year, they say, let's, let's just quit paying this guy, quit, you know, serving him. Look, we can take him right? He's not that great. Well, he was that great, and they could not take him, and they were defeated quite soundly. Uh, and some of them got stuck in the bitumen pits, in the tar pits. Some of them fled into the hill country. They were completely routed by this alliance of kings under Chedorlaomer, until someone runs away and tells Abram what's going on. And I love this story. Abram, he's not even a king. He has no kingdom. He didn't even own any land right? He has some allies. He does. He has some people in the area who are allied with him, but he takes 318 men and his couple of allies, and they go and they completely rout this great army under Chedorlaomer that had just routed all the kings of the valley. He chases them north of Damascus. Now, Damascus is in Syria, and Syria is north of Israel, so this is you know, a couple hundred miles north that he routes them and just completely sends them packing. And then they're coming back. And as they're coming back, the kings <laughs> are very thankful, right? Uh, the, the kings of Sodom and, uh, went out to meet him and to give thanks to him. And then this guy shows up, Melchizedek, king of Salem. 
It's a very interesting character because he only shows up here in Genesis 14. He's referenced again in Psalm 110. And then when you get to Hebrews, you find out that this king is an image of Christ. He could be a, a pre-incarnation appearance of Christ, or he could be a real king who was a type of Christ, a, a foreshadowing, a forefiguring of Christ. His name is Melchizedek, king of righteousness. He is king of Salem, probably a reference to Jerusalem, which would make sense. Jerusalem would be on the way back from the battle. He is both king and priest to God Most High. By the way, king of Salem, king of Shalom, it means king of peace. So his name is king of righteousness. His title is king of peace. And he blesses Abram. He says, blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High. I think I mispronounced that earlier when I read it. Blessed be Abram by God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. Now, the author of Hebrews makes a big deal out of this under God's inspiration that says Melchizedek must have been greater than Abram because he blesses him. And the, 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 the lesser is blessed by the greater. And then Abram pays him a tithe. And a tithe is paid from uh, the lesser to the greater. So Abram, by being blessed by Melchizedek and by paying a tithe to Melchizedek, acknowledges Melchizedek's greatness, which is what that fact leads me to think that this is probably Christ appearing pre-incarnation, what we call a Christophany, a pre-incarnate appearance of Christ. Because who else would be greater than Abram at this point? He's, he's defeated the great king who defeated the other kings, and he's the chosen one of God. But Christ is greater, and so he honors and tithes and is blessed and Abram is very careful to give all credit to God and to take nothing from the king of Sodom because he says, I don't want you to say that you've made me rich. I depend on God alone. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you that we can depend on you alone. Help us to give glory to you alone in all the victories you give us in life. May we never take credit for ourselves. May we never put ourselves in a dependency upon someone of this world, but may we be in a place where we give glory to you and thanks to you. Thank you for Christ who comes as our King of Righteousness and our King of Peace to bless us. Help us to honor him as the source of our victories. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me for another Walking with Jesus Through the Word. Tomorrow, day 22, we're going to be jumping back to the New Testament for Matthew chapter 6. Have a blessed day in the Lord. Thank you.